Thank you for joining Sumter Chapel's weekly podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and speaks life to your spirit. As always, we pray that this podcast will further God's kingdom by seeing one more made new. Now, let's get started with today's message. So this Pay It Forward series, uh, we're looking at uh, things that, that we're able to invest in others that not only build them up, but end up building us up. They end up investing in our lives as we're investing in others. There's this reciprocal effect as we're paying it forward in people's lives, that as we give ourselves to others, there's actually a, a transformation that's occurring in us in the process. So it's, it's like we're stepping out on faith to do something, and that's building our faith by stepping out on faith to do something, right? So there's this, this cyclical effect in a sense. There's one aspect of, of being able to live a lifestyle like this, this lifestyle of pay it forward, that is crucial um, in the second step of it. The first step was priorities. If we don't set our priorities in line with what God would have us to do, then we're not able to pay it forward, right? If our time is not in a place where we can give time to others because we haven't organized our time enough to, to, to be able to give ourselves to others, then we likely can't. We likely can't give ourselves to other people and have time for other people because we're constantly just trying to figure out our time and, and how that's going to work itself out. Abilities. We're all, we're all gifted with these natural abilities that God has given us, that's a part of the image of God in us. But then God even, uh, the scriptures say, as he gives you his spirit, he gives you supernatural abilities, things that weren't true of you before your relationship with Christ. Maybe it's mercy or compassion or the ability to speak to others on behalf of God in the sense of encouragement and challenge. And so there's, there are these abilities that God places in our life and if we're not using them in, in order to honor him, if we haven't prioritized them and we're only using them for ourselves, then again, we don't have the opportunity to pour into other people. And then our resources. Our resources, how we are using what God has given us tangibly are a part of that. And so we get, we, in order to pay it forward, we have to have our priorities in line. But then the second thing we have to have, in, have as a part of kind of our character that God has to build in us is reliability, reliability, and that's this week's focus as we look at 2 Corinthians 8, 10 through 15, is, is God making us reliable in people's lives. Reliability is something that can build trust fast, or it, if you're not reliable, it's something that can cause people to lose trust fast, right? You, you know this to be true in your life. Those people that are have been reliable in your life, you've trusted them very quickly because they showed up when they said they'd show up. They followed through when they'd say they follow through. And then those that didn't, it began to break down that trust pretty quickly, right? The first time it happened, it's like, well, I don't know if I can trust them. By the second and third time, you give up being able to trust them at all, right? You're not sure that you can trust whether they're going to come through or not. And reliability can be a hard lesson at times, it can be something that's difficult to learn, that requires uh, some character development in our lives, but it is a crucial lesson if we're going to learn 
to pay it forward into the lives of other people. If we're going to learn to invest our lives into the lives of other people, if we're going to learn to make a difference in their life, then we have to develop into this reliability or the, the scriptures sometimes use the word faithfulness, right? But we don't, we don't always understand that word a lot. We use church words a lot and we don't understand them. So reliable is really a good word to describe this kind of aspect of faithfulness, this reliability that I will come through when I say I will come through. I can be trusted. And it's not about me ultimately. We'll see. It's not about, it's not about someone's perception of me. Ultimately, it's about someone's perception of God. If, if I say I'm representing God in someone's life and then they can't trust me, then they begin to wonder whether they can trust God. So Paul, in 2 Corinthians 8, verses 10 through 15, this is what he says to the Corinthian church. And he is talking specifically about giving, the tangible offering of giving, but he's making a much deeper point here about reliability. So this is what he says starting in verse 10. Here is my advice. It would be good for you to finish what you started a year ago. Last year, you were the first who wanted to give, and you were the first to begin doing it. Now you should finish what you started. Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched now by your giving. Give into proportion to what you have. Whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly. And give according to what you have, not what you don't have. Of course, I don't mean your giving should make life easy for others and hard for yourselves. I only mean that there should be some equality. Right now you have plenty and can help those who are in need. Later they will have plenty and can share with you when you need it. In this way things will be equal. As the scriptures say, those who gathered a lot had nothing left over, and those who gathered only a little had enough. Let's pray. Father, we ask that you would give us um, eyes to see and ears to hear, allow us to understand and see what you're trying to teach us about this principle of reliability. That as we learn to develop this character trait of faithfulness, of following through, of, of being able to, to be the people you've always designed us and called us to be, that you would plant within us um, a deep desire to pay it forward into the lives of others, to really invest in the lives of others that they might receive your presence as well and receive uh, the wholeness of who you are and then families and communities transformed, begin to see lives transformed, that we can begin to see families and communities transformed by your love and your presence. And so we ask that you would start with us and continue to grow us into the likeness of your son Jesus, that we might be like Jesus to those around us and pour ourselves out for them. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray all things. Amen. So this, this section that Paul is talking about following through and being reliable, he's talking about it in a very specific situation with this Corinthian church. And last week, he compared the Corinthians to the Macedonians when we were reading that passage. And he did it because he wanted them to see, he wanted to make a point about priorities, that the Macedonians had that pr their priorities straight, that ultimately the Macedonians gave more than they should have given. But it wasn't because they wanted to be uh, like seen as something special or it wasn't about the gift it was because they first had given themselves wholly to God 
and then given themselves wholly to the church, the people of God. And then that led them to say, okay, even though this means we're not going to have as much money for ourselves, we want to give. We want to give sacrificially to this offering that's going to go. And they were collecting an offering for widows and the poor and different people around the, the area of Jerusalem. So that was what the offering was going to. And so you had people in poverty giving to people in poverty in Macedonia. And Corinth was not in poverty. The people in Corinth were not in poverty. They were, they were well off. And so Paul is using that example to the people in Corinth last week to say, your priorities must be in line. That if your priorities will, are in line, then, then the giving will fall in line. You'll give what God calls you to give. But if your priorities aren't in line, then you may not give what God calls you to give. And so this week, Paul follows that up by saying, remember, you were the first ones to want to give, Corinthians. So it's not just that I'm asking you to have your priorities in line like the Macedonians. I also want you to follow through on what you said you wanted to do. That you said, I want to give. I want to do this. And now I'm asking you to follow through on that, to be reliable, to, to not just give your word that you want to do something, but then to follow it up with an action and actually give. And he clarifies it some, right? He says, I don't want you to give to the point where you're without just for the sake of someone else. That's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to give what God puts on your heart to give. So it could be that you're giving to the point of sacrifice, but it may not be. What he was not trying to do was pressure them into some sort of giving. This is the passage where he says, I want you to give it eagerly or or I want you to be excited to give. I don't want you to feel like you have to give. If you're begrudgingly giving yourself to others, then it's not giving, right? It defeats the point. It defeats the point. If I feel like I need to care for this person in my life, but the whole time I'm caring for them, I'm doing it begrudgingly, like I can't believe that they need me to care for them, then it's not going to be of any good, ultimately. I may have checked the box of doing it, but I will not have actually impacted them in the way that God needs me to impact them. The same thing is true of our resources, and that's what Paul's saying. He says, give, but the reason you should give is, one, you said you would, so you need to be reliable, and two, because God is calling you to be an example for others. Be an example for others that you might give out of your abundance, so then when you're in need later, someone else will give out of their abundance, and it will be this this, this generosity that sparks generosity. And next week, we'll focus specifically on generosity, but this week, the focus is on this reliability, on actually coming through on what you say you will do, on what God is calling you to do, even more so. In my own life, <clears throat> I think about this concept and this calling of Paul on the Corinthians and how it applies to me. Um, it was a hard lesson to learn to be reliable. I was, um, I was not very good at uh, coming, th coming through on things that I had said. My priorities were not in line for most of my life, and that was the biggest reason. So I didn't even have the chance to be reliable, reliable to people because I, I didn't even have my own priorities in line. So I, I couldn't invest in anyone else because my life was chaos. And I was still just figuring out how to have some sort of normality to my own life. So the idea that I would have time for anyone else 
or the ability to pour into anyone else was, was not the case. And so God had to first produce the fruit of getting my priorities in, in line with what he would have for me, right? Getting my time organized to the point where I would have time for others. And I wasn't just doing things as they popped up in my life, but I actually had a, had a plan for my week. I actually knew what was coming up and planned for it and knew when I would have time to spend with other people and, and could schedule out, hey, this is when I'm going to see someone every single week so that I can pour into them. If you, if, if you can't do that, then you're not going to be able to actually pour into them, right? If you're not going to actually have time to be available to people, then you can't. Same thing with abilities. Same thing with my resources, ultimately. That it wasn't until God started to, to teach me priorities that then he could actually produce the fruit of reliability in my life as well. That he could teach me how to be faithful. That, that once I could make time for someone, once I could make resources, like decide, okay, these resources I'm going to give away, once I could do that, then he could teach me, now how can you be consistent in that? Because until I actually make the space to do it once, I can't learn consistency because I've never even done it once. Right? That's the irony. So I've got to make the space to do it once to say, okay, now I can actually care for someone. Now I can actually give. But then once I've done it once, that's when God is able to build the faithfulness side of it, the reliability side of it. The part where I say, okay, I want to do this, but I'm not going to just do it once. It's not going to be a one-off thing. I want it to be consistent in my life. Because we can give ourselves to God like that all the time and to others all the time in this kind of one-off fashion, but it will never produce the fruit that it needs to produce if that's all we do. It would be like a farmer spreading a bunch of seed and then never caring for it, right? I plant a bunch of seeds, but then I never water, I never weed, I never, I, I never do anything to care for those seeds, but I just plant a bunch of them and hope that they grow. And that, that's what it would be like. To be unreliable, not faithful, to not have follow-through on what God is calling you to do in your life, how He wants to use you in the lives of others, is like planting seeds and leaving them and hoping that they grow. Hoping that they grow and produce plants and hoping that they produce fruit eventually. And that doesn't work out very well. We all know that. Anyone with any basic level of trying to plant something, if you've ever tried to plant anything, it doesn't work out very well if you just plant the seed and hope it grows. It takes tending and caring for it. And so if God is looking to plant a seed of faith in you, and thus he's calling you to plant seeds in other people's lives, to pay it forward in that way, the only way that that seed grows is consistency, is reliability, is faithfulness over a long period of time. There's this quote by a pastor named Eugene Peterson, or it's, it's not a quote, it's a phrase, and he stole it from someone, but then he named a book after it, and it's called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. It's an excellent, excellent book about becoming like Christ. But the phrase is, is what's key here. It's that's, that's the key to investing in our own faith and in the faith lives of others. A long obedience in the same direction. It means it's not going to always be easy, but I'm just going to 
I'm going to keep going that direction. I know which direction I'm supposed to head. And so even when it gets rough, even if I fall down, even, even if things get in my way, I'm going to keep heading that direction. Even if I have to stop for a while and I don't make it very far, I'm going to keep going that direction. I haven't stopped. I haven't given up. I haven't just kind of taken a step that way and then gone back. And that's this idea of reliability and, and how God is calling us to pay it forward into the lives of others. That he wants us freed up to invest in the lives of others and then to be consistent in that, reliable in that. That when I say, okay, I'm going to pray for you, that I actually follow through on praying for them and maybe even with them in that moment. And when I say, hey, I want to start meeting with you to talk about the Bible, to talk about life, to, to start this discipleship with you, that I actually follow through on it. That, that we start meeting, and we start meeting consistently and walking through life together. That when I say, I care about you, that you actually care for the person. That they're not just words that you say, but they're actions that you take. And so then the same is true with your abilities and gift. This God says, hey, I've given you this ability, this talent, this gift, this, this personality, this way of doing things and I want you to use it to show others my love. Well, then you have to follow through on using it, whatever that looks like. If it looks like hospitality, if it looks like um, caring for someone and who they are, like compassion, checking in on them, uh, watching over them, if it looks like giving yourself in service to other people, putting, your, putting them before you, what it, Whatever that begins to look like, you do that. And then resources, same thing, right? God, you didn't just give me this resource for me. I may receive benefit from it, but it's not ultimately just for me. It's for those around me. So maybe that's my family, right? That's the first level of it, that I begin to share resources with those immediately around me, family and friends, but then with the world ultimately. And God begins to form us into the likeness of Jesus and then use us to be like Jesus for others as we begin to be reliable and, and reliable not just to other people but reliable to God that we begin to have a consistent rhythm of a relationship with God that produces consistent rhythms of relationships with others. And so the challenge this morning from Paul to the Corinthians and ultimately to, the, to us is are we going to follow through on who who we say we want to be and what we say we want to do. Because most of us that are believers and Christians will have at least in our minds thought, I want to be like this. This is the person I want to be. And the only way to be that person is to be reliable. Reliable to God in your relationship with God and reliable to others. It doesn't mean you get it right every time. It just means you consistently are going after the same thing. The long obedience in the same direction. And there's nothing like flashy and sexy about that, <laughs> right? It's why it's not the most attractive thing in the world to our culture. Because our culture loves things that are shiny and, and, and seem like a lot of super excitement right up front. And yet, those are the most exciting things when we're honest with ourselves. 
not the flashy, not the, not the flash in the pan, not the one-time thing, but the lifelong, ongoing, all the time, consistent, reliable things in our life. Those have been the things we valued. And so the, the other things are fine, but it's the ongoing things, the things that show up every time we expect them to, that begin to transform us.